Welcome, people of the internet. This is Geek Rating Review, where we talk about everything geek culture and geek related. My name is Jean Marc, and I talk. My name's Nick. We talk about food, too. No, <laughs> I just first play. No, David. No, David, this time. Have we ever done just yes. you and me before? I don't believe. Me neither, which is strange. We should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. We should have done we it a called, lot. We would have we been. Called Mike. We could have called Michael or something. That's true. Any one of my other brothers could have filled in. Because David's been... I think David's more the reason we haven't done him, but... I don't want to say that out loud. Yeah, I think it's David's fault, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was just scheduling it, and then... Yeah, I've been, like, the, my, my job has been wearing me thin. So much studying, so much training, so much work, it's... Yeah. It's been hard. I started a new job as well. It's been awesome. So That's good. It's, it's funny. The more I like my job, the less I want to do YouTube. It's kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the better you feel about your situation, like the less you have to dive into something that's a diversionary tactic. I always want to make podcasts and stuff, but by the time I get home, I'm like, I'm either burnt out or like I have something to study or... I don't even feel like playing anything different or new, so I've been like shoving myself into old familiar games like Castlevania, but it's rewarding. Yeah, it is. I felt like YouTube was taking me away from playing video games, so the other thing, now I have yeah. way more time to play video games, which is great, and do whatever I want, which is great. But yeah, it's been a weird year for video games, even. Yeah, I've, man, I haven't bought very many new releases it's not that they're not coming out. It's just that I'm, I'm more focused on experiencing the ones that I have or maybe like piecing out a, an experience. Like I'm, I'm just now getting back into Trials of Mana. Oh, yeah. I, instead of buying Ghost of Shishima or buying uh, the new Paper Mario, I'm just playing what I got. I came very close to getting Paper Mario. It, I didn't even know it was out until I went to Walmart and saw the freaking standee. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I haven't been into a Walmart in a very long time. <laughs> well, I we like, mask up, sanitize, yeah. run in, run out. Well, the HEB over here is doing free curbside until the pandemic winds yeah. down. So if it's free, I mean, that's a huge convenience. It helps a lot. Well, 90% of our stuff comes from the, the Walmart pickup. Yeah. Like they you pay for it, they you drive up, they load it, you drive away. Yeah. So like that's mostly what we've been doing. If God forbid we have to go to the store, it's literally for like three or four things. Run in, run out. And still sanitize. Ours is still packed when we have to do that. We have to grab the one thing yeah. you didn't get or I need something for a masala that they didn't have. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. how have you been other than work? Oh I've been doing great. I'm staying busy at the house, too. My wife's back has been hurting for over a month now. Oh, she no. has a torn muscle in her lower back. Oh. So uh, I've, I've had to pick up the pace and pick up the slack around the house with kids and the, and the cooking and the cleaning and the dishes. So what little time I already have, I have even less. Yeah. But And I'm doing more stuff outside. I bought a chainsaw. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had a tree that, like, split and... I had to cut it up because I was cutting it with a little sawzall. Um, like most of the trees I cut down around the house, I use a sawzall. Yeah. And then I seen that giant freaking branch laying in the yard. I was like, 
Nah, I gotta go buy a chainsaw. Comes a time in every country man's life when he has to buy a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've been talking with my new coworkers about country living and city living because they're from the country and uh, they're from uh, Bryant, Texas. They've been talking about growing up in the country and now that we all live in Austin. So we're kind of wondering if we're ever going to, we plan on the base of the, where we work is still going to stay in Austin because they've only been in, they, the office just, they just moved here from Houston uh, in December. So they're new to, newish to Austin. They're not new to Texas though. So they've been to Austin, Houston. They, they know Texas, but they plan on keeping the office here for a long time. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's pluses and minuses. Like, to have all that room out in the country is great. And to not be near people is great. But not being close to a convenience store, for me, like, not having the H-E-B down the street or having just anything yeah. is kind of, yeah. Putting, putting yourself back in the situation that we grew up in uh, is not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> feels nice to feel like I'm, I've gotten away from my hometown of Estherwood and, yeah. and that I'm, I'm a big city boy now. Even though I live north of the city, I, I still, I'm still in the city limits, I guess, to some degree. I mean, I, I live in the country, and it's like Casey keeps seeing all these like advertisements for awesome internet prices, and I'm like, can't get it. Can't get it. Yeah, that looks nice, but nope, can't get it. I mean, y'all could get satellite. Right? Satellite internet is worse than what we have now. Wow. That does not make sense. Yeah. Wow. Way worse. I didn't know that. How has, has We had that been? for like the first four years or five years we lived out here. Oh. And it was terrible. Oh. How's your internet connection been? I know it's been wonky. Uh, or last time we tried to stream. It's, it's, it's up and down. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the weather's pretty close. It's, but we're, we're catching the rain bands from that hurricane. Oh, yeah. Got some rain, but not a lot here as well. So, yeah, let's talk about video games. <laughs> uh, we don't have to. But... You, want, you want to talk about that snooze fest that was the Xbox conference? Oh, I watched um, I watched Jim Sterling watch that. <laughs> because there's two separate videos. There's a sizzle reel of just the Xbox games. There was another yeah. like nine-minute video that was like some of it. And then there's the hour-long video where I fast-forwarded through everything I saw in the sizzle reel yeah. and then watched all the other stuff. And I was like, I really like the guy who's in charge of Xbox now, Phil Spencer. I think he's really trying to do it for gamers. But it, the only... I don't know if... I don't know. You Go ahead. I don't know. I don't want to... Go ahead. I want to okay. hear your thoughts. I, on I, I didn't watch the Sterling take on it, but I'm pretty sure I think what he says. <laughs> yeah. Like... Where's the hype? Like, man, Halo looks like a game from 2008. Yeah. Oh, you can sprint now. Like, that's the gameplay. You can also benefit. you can also grappling hook. Ooh, Metroid Prime did that in 2005. Yeah. I can't I believe mean, they stole so much from Doom. I'm like, are you kidding me? That yeah. both of those things that I know of. I don't. I think the attached thing is in the new Doom or the the. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so. Freaking 2008. Yeah. And this is their system seller. Oh, man. If I were them, the only thing I'm actually excited about is Fable. That's it. Yeah. But even then, they didn't show anything. We didn't see gameplay. It's a title card. Yeah. So it could be really bad. That 
I'm not gonna lie, Fable could be the reason I buy an Xbox console again. That's how much I love Fable. But everyone's telling me like it's just gonna come out on PC. You'd be better to just get a PC, you know, and play yeah, it off of there. And, and some people, a lot of like I don't want to say like casuals or something like a lot of a lot of people are saying that like these titles that are going to be available for both PC and Xbox they're not system sellers they're not the console carriers so why buy an Xbox yeah why put out a machine if you're trying to cater to the PC base anyway yeah I don't understand why they're throwing this like this level of marketing and money into it an actual machine when they really can hang their hat on the streaming. Yeah, like with that Game Pass, you mean? Yeah, they do the Game Pass and do something kind of like what Stadia is doing, yeah. or what Stadia is failing at. Yeah, horribly. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, do that, but, man, you don't need to make a machine to do that. It would be interesting if they did, like, a, a PC bundle where you get... The tower, because it is basically a tower with a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you can just get this. You don't need a TV. You can go plug this up into your whatever and have, have yeah. that. You know? I mean, sell their $100 controller. Hey, yeah. it's the Xbox controller. Yeah. Just use it on PC. Yeah. That's what people do anyway. That's true. Yeah, just make it compatible. I don't, their plan is really backwards, man. And then seeing the games, like, okay, it's a Forza game. Looks good. Yeah, you know, you want to see what a console can do? Look at what the racing games look like. Yeah. The Forza game looked better than the Gran Turismo game in the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah. So yeah, Forza has a big pedigree now, too. Like, they put out yeah. so many more games than Gran Turismo has now. It's, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, but it's also, it caters to a different base. Like, I know yeah. there's, a, there's a simulation aspect to Forza in some ways, but it is also more arcadey. I, I don't know, man. I'm... I, I have no hype for Microsoft right now. No. Well, I yeah, like I said, whenever I told you that the conference came out, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? They had a conference? Like, uh, we should have known about it a month ahead of time and, and been more hyped <laughs> about it. Yeah, um, I knew about the Ubisoft conference before it happened, and I didn't oh, know that's that true, Microsoft was doing it. Yeah, and I didn't watch the Ubisoft because, you know, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> uh, but, ugh. I didn't. I still haven't watched the EA one either. There was an EA one. Oh wait, wasn't that all like? Uh, wasn't that just Destiny or just Destiny on that one? I don't, I don't know. I um, thought there was an EA one, and probably they talked about some stuff. You want to touch base on the PlayStation? I do, but I also yeah. Let's do PlayStation, and I'll do my grander point. PlayStation's was good to finally see the console finally, and Ratchet and Clank looks amazing. That looks really good, but to me, the system seller is Miles Morales uh, game. That to me, oh yeah, that's the game to get. And I know it's probably coming on PS4, but like, man, is it though? So because all that in-engine in stuff looked like PS5. looked next gen. It was the yeah. first game that I saw like actual footage of that looked next gen. I mean, I thought Ratchet and Clank looked great too. Oh, Ratchet and Clank was those particle effects in that freaking trailer. Yeah, and just moving the level around. Yeah, I Ratchet and yeah, Clank always like jumping. Good. Yeah, the space jumping. I could see how you could get stutters with that because even in the trailer, I watched the trailer like three times. I could kind of see it. I was looking for screen tearing. Oh like, yeah, most of those plat like you, you look at three platformer that's like labor intensive or like really graphically intense. And you always will see like screen tearing. Hat and time had it. Mario Odyssey had it in a few places. Oh. I, I didn't see it, 
in the trailer, but the trailer I watched wasn't in 4K. That's true. That's what I'm also looking forward to is 4K integration because I have a 4K TV. I'm ready for yeah. that integration in there. Um, just good looking. And 1080p is great. To me, 4K is a good standard to hit. And to me, after that, it probably won't make much of a difference after 4K. Yeah, I just, man, 60 frames a second, 4K game. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. Like, if we can hit that standard, I'll be happy. My wife is playing the Tomb Raider reboot. Yeah. That game runs at 30 frames per second. Yeah. 1080p, that's 30 frames per second. So, if you play that and then you turn around and then you play something like The Last of Us 2 or Uncharted 4 or something like that that runs at 60, it's kind of jarring. Oh, wow. So I want that. that that's the main thing. I think we, we talked about this with like in the, well, six, seven months ago. Graphics and shading and lighting and particles and everything are cool. But first and foremost, I want the games to run great. Yeah. Make them run fast, make them run smooth, <coughs> make them pretty. Yeah. It's fine. There needs to be a standard. 60 frames, 4K. If we can hit that, cool. I'm sold. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, we may never get that on a it, Nintendo it's console. It's cool to have an but... 8K OLED TV, yeah. but if the games are still janky and 24 frames per second, what's the point? That's true. Yeah, my wife is also playing Tomb Raider. She has no complaints. <laughs> She's enjoying her time, yeah. I mean, the second one's free on this month, yeah. so we just ended up getting all three of them. So she's going to play through those before the, her summer break is over. I beat so. the PS3 version. I beat the PS4 version. Yeah. I want to play Rise, and, and we have Shadow. My wife started Shadow, but she never finished it. She did beat Rise, but never finished Shadow. Oh. She never beat the reboot on PS4. Oh, so yeah, she's yeah, going yeah. back, and she's going to play that, and then she's going to play Shadow. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I've only played the first one, and it was one of those games I couldn't stop playing it. I played it on 360, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I blew through that game in like one weekend. Like I just couldn't stop yeah. playing it, but it was fun. And I recommended it to a lot of people uh, who were getting back into gaming because it's such a solid game. Yeah, I, I like to call it like a a more competent shooter than Uncharted. Like yeah. Nathan kind of flails around and the reticle kind of <laughs> yeah. does what it wants to do. Yeah. But like with the Tomb Raider reboot, it's like everything seems more precise. It's not as like, I mean, there's a lot of explosions and flashes and slidings and jumpings and runnings, but like the actual shooting is much more tight than yeah. the Uncharted series. Yeah. The bow and arrow is so fun in it. That's oh, like my favorite yeah. weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Is there another gun in that game? Yeah, I know, right? That's all I I've I, I never used it. Yeah, that's so fun. And I, I plan on playing it, too, once I beat Odyssey, which I'm still playing months later. Man, my, I, like, my wow. Wife, my wife said it's my most played game, and it's because I just, like, I, I don't care about anything anymore. When I do side quests, like, I blur through their lines. I'm like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. And I just listen to music, yeah. listen to podcasts. And just play it, and that's what that, good, that game's good for. Like, if you don't care about plot, and you're like, oh, this looks nice, and it's easy, and it's fun, and I'm, I'm, it's kind of have RPG elements where you're leveling up your equipment and your stats and everything. It's just a fun game to just to play. I actually took out this weekend. We we're going to go do stuff, and I was like, nope. Uh, I'm going to be playing Odyssey this weekend. So that's what I've been spending my weekend doing. Still playing that game. 
and I refuse to move on until I beat it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, my well, next I game, mean, yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk out of school, but your city's kind of in a bad spot right now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, if we yeah. did anything, it's usually we drive to one point and then we drive back. That's it. The yeah. only danger is getting gas. Uh, so we were like, hey, let's go to this part of Austin or this part of Texas we haven't seen in a while, you know, that looks nice, and then we'll drive back, like go through Hill Country or something like that. Something nice. Some friends of mine went back to Louisiana, and compared to Austin, no one was wearing masks in Louisiana. Like, other than people who were at work, but nobody is, which is shocking to me. The last two times I went to Walmart, everybody was wearing it. But the well, week after it. the mandate came in, six, seven dozen people in the store, no masks. I mean, literally, it's like you have to be personally affected by it before you wear a mask. Right? That's how I feel about it. Because I knew people who didn't wear them, and they're like, oh, my coworker got it, so I'm going to wear a mask. I'm like, whoa. I mean, or like my grandma died, or my, my best friend died, and it's like, oh, yeah. man, like, you got to be safe about it. Not only do I know several people who got it, I know several people who have died from it. Wow. So, you know, being around the nursing homes as much as I was, like, yeah, I know people had personal relationships with people who had lost their lives to this virus. So, wow. yeah, and I, I had it, too. So and wow. mine was mild and some people don't even have symptoms, but it doesn't matter. It's what you do. Yeah. With, like, it, you have to take a personal responsibility to make the world safe around you for everyone around you. Wear a damn mask. Yeah, it needs to happen because I, I miss movie theaters. I've been the only human in history. That's probably not true. Yeah. But I mean, I, I miss a lot of things, but the Alamo Draft House here is so great, and I miss their burgers and their milkshakes. Are they're both amazing? Like I miss Chinese food. Yeah, I, and I don't even. I I'm pretty sure that my Chinese place is open, but I'm not going. Yeah, I am not. I'm not going to put anybody at risk in my household or in within six feet of myself. Just because I want to eat some freaking Chinese food. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Video games. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, been, I've been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the seven millionth time. Mm-hmm. Rondo of Blood Symphony of the Night collection was five bucks, four bucks. Yeah. Why wouldn't I grab that? And I was going to like put it on the back burner and not do anything with it, but I played it. Of course, like the first ten minutes, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to finish this. Like 100% completed. Well, 200.6% completed it. My mat finally triggered. Okay. Could not get that trophy to trigger for days and days and days. Finally triggered. So maybe I'll platinum it. Maybe I won't. Basically, Symphony of the Night portion is platinum. Oh, yeah. I just got to go and do the Rondo of Blood stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we started playing Borderlands 3 again. They actually fixed the, multi- the split screen on it. It is playable in split screen now, uh, more so than it was. It's still not 100%, but, you know, 75% is better than 20 or whatever (laughs) it it was. Because before there was so much slowdown, uh, but now it's it's actually playable. Um, So that's okay, except for the fact that one of our PlayStation controls broke. It's still usable, but you can't really move forward with the joystick. We had another yeah, one, and well, well, one of our controllers just died and would not, not work. So we switched to an older controller that also broke, and that's the one where the joystick was broken on that one. 
And I was like, what? And so we literally only we're down to one controller. And I'm like, we're about to get the PS5. We can't go buy a new PS4 controller right now. So I've yeah. been I've been using the broken controller, and my character re- literally has to turn around and run backwards to get it, <laughs> uh, which works. It's okay. Every now and then, I see the daily deals on GameStop. They're like forty bucks for just the plain ones. We haven't been able to find any. Like, uh, we, we look on GameStop Amazon. Daily deals. I mean, is is GameStop open? That you can thirty five dollars uh, orders over thirty five dollars are free shipping. Huh. I'm gonna have to check GameStop, but we haven't been able to find them online. But maybe we just been checking. I, mean, I can't like, find a PS3 controller. Wow. My PS3 controller, like it only holds charge for thirty minutes, forty minutes. So I tried to buy one the other day, seventy dollars for shut like, up. an OEM, so like PS3 DualShock 3 controller. Check out Game Over Games and see what they have, because uh, yeah, they they might have some. Because we got Guitar Hero controller thing for like. 30 bucks or something, which those are yeah. kind of rare, but the guys that work there are pretty cool. I, I can go see what I can My get old, uh, my original PS4 controller, you ha- it's hard to charge it. Like you have to set it yes. down and then like, yes. you know what I've barely learned? stick the charger port in there. You know what I've learned? You know how they, like you have to tilt it to where the front is sitting down like this to mm-hmm. where like, it's hard to describe it. I put the charger over the, over a pin or something. Yeah. So it's like angled up. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it won't charge. Well, I have to sit mine down to where the face buttons are like facing out. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to show you. Hold on. This is worth it, man, because this has saved us from having to. So I angle <laughs> it to where it's sitting like this. So, yeah, normally I used to do like you did it like this, but then when you sit it with it sitting like this. It's just the, the weight of the cable. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It just kind of sits yeah. in there. So that's what we've been doing. We have to put it like on our couch because this fits like perfectly on the couch. But yeah, yeah. yeah so we have two of the black ones. Like I have a, like a launch window black one. And I have this the black one that came with the slim, and I have another one that came with the, the pro. Oh and yeah, then I bought yeah. the blue Uncharted Four. I came with the copy of the Uncharted Four. I think. Yeah, it's like this cobalt blue color. Yeah, and that's that's the remote we use most. Hmm. Because it's the it's the newest one. Yeah, we have a white one we got on from Amazon that we use. That's our our most used one too. Man, I might <laughs> I might put some PP on and <laughs> go to Game Over Games and <laughs> get me and you a, a new controller or something. Go see what they got over there. Because my oldest is using the best PS3 controller we have. Oh. And I have an old black one and an old blue one. Mm. That the black one doesn't hold the charge at all. And the yeah. blue one is like thirty to forty five minutes. And then she's got one. It, it works where it works fine. And hers doesn't have the vibration in it. It's not the um, oh, it's not the newer one. Yeah. Are any of your PlayStation Four controllers broken, or just the newer one works? The no, just the my old one. It, you can't charge it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with my either my second one. I got one with the PlayStation Plus and that or the PlayStation Pro, and that's the one that broke because that was the one I was using all the time. Yeah. So, but I've heard people that have zero issues, which I'm like, okay, well, yeah. to you, but I mean, my controllers just, they're not lasting, you know, and I've never, and it's just the port. It's always yeah. been just the port for mine. Yeah. And for me, like I've never had a controller problem other than with this Nintendo 64 is the only other console I've had problem with controllers. Yeah. That you know? joystick starts to yeah. flop. Yeah. That's from Mario Party. Did y'all have Mario Party? Yes. 
We did have Mario Party. That yeah, game where you had to spin it. Yeah. The one they gave the glove out, everybody's controller broke after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We super had that game. We didn't play a lot, but we did have that game. That um, ruins your controller. Yeah, it does. Certain games where you just like flick, you when you just you move and you flick. Yeah. I don't remember which one. Or like it was. you're always pressing up and then you're going right and left. Well, I might have been Doom 64. Oh, where it's wow. like real twitchy movements. Yeah. Have you bought yeah, Doom 64? Ruined many of them. Do I? Have you bought Doom 64, the new one? No, I bought one, two, and three mm. on Switch because mm. they were like two bucks. Yeah, I came very close to getting 64, but I was playing classic, the Castlevania game on 360, and I wanted to get through that before getting the 64 Doom. So, but I haven't turned on my 360 in a while just because I've been yeah. distracted. So, no Eternal <laughs> Sonata recently. Yeah, that's a fun game, though. I have been playing, like, I like did Castlevania. But, and, yeah, now, like, recently I've been playing Trials of Mana. Like, super competent, awesome remake. That yeah. Very fun and somewhat challenging. Unlike Final Fantasy VII, the remake. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you ever beat what it? A... Oh, I'm never going to beat it. I'm probably not going to buy a part two. I'm definitely not going to buy part two. Like, this is the game. This was the game that killed my Final Fantasy Collector. Yeah. I, oh, I'm yeah, not, I forgot about I'm you. I'm not doing this moving forward. I mean, are you at least not going to buy the case and keep it wrapped? And That steelbook? No, 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 no. I just mean, you, like, you're not playing future Final Fantasy installments, but just having them to have them. You, nope. you wouldn't do that? Like, if they're super cheap nope. somewhere, you wouldn't just grab the, the case? No. The remaster of 12 is the last great thing that Square Enix did for Final Fantasy. Yeah. That Crystal Chronicles HD thing, it's optimized for mobile. I'm not getting that crap. This Final Fantasy VII remake is the hottest of hot garbage. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with my nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. What they did was they built a good action game and wrapped it up in nothing but story padding and horrible storytelling. Yeah. So it's a bad game because it's poorly written and it's poorly executed and it's full of needless padding and it's 40 hours longer than it should be. Yeah. And the com the combat is fun. That's even why then, I don't like it. Yeah, and even then the combat, there were still things that it's were messy with the combat as well. As fun as it's it was. It's repetitive. It would be like playing an 80-hour crisis core. Oof. Nobody wants that. The ending's so bad. I mean, you probably would have been as angry as me if you would have actually shrugged I through. watched it. Oh, man. You actually watched the last few cutscenes? Yeah. Ooh, man. What did you think of that ending? <laughs> uh, it, it's nothing surprising because Tetsuya Nomura has never made a good game. What are his uh, I mean, King, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are, like, fine. It's repetitive gameplay wrapped around a confusing and obtuse story. And that's exactly what this is. So yeah. why they handed the reins to this dude and not some like fresh mind, some up and comer in the company is completely baffling to me. Yeah. When Dragon Quest is still making RPGs that people want to play, yeah. that nobody is crapping on, like other than rave me. reviews, <laughs> other than you, and then the same year they put out a Trials of Mana game, which is just a three D coat of paint on a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Every, people love it. It's great. I like it a lot. 
and then they they do this. They throw I don't know how much they spent making this freaking game two hundred million, maybe yeah. Because like, it took them so long, it was marketed for so long. This is the thing we get. Yeah, like come on. I think the only good part of Final Fantasy VII was the opening, like the opening moments yeah. of that game. The bombing sequence is like the demo, basically. Yeah, the, the length of the demo. The demo had me hype. Hey, this looks like it's going to be cool. Yeah. All of a sudden, it starts Kingdom Hearting all over the freaking place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, every step of the way, I was like, let me do something. I am just running around a maze. Just let me do something. Yeah. And it is always pumping the brakes on the narrative. It's always pumping the brakes on moving forward. And it gets so boring so fast. There's a part, spoiler alert, by the way, from your point out, uh, there's a part yeah. where they, they have ghosts in a train station. Did you get to that part? <laughs> no. Nope. There, there's ghosts in a train station, and the thing is about to fall on you. And it completely halts you trying to rush to get to the thing that's going to fall on you to focus on the fact that there are kid ghosts that need your help. And I'm like, why is this? And it's like, it's like like solid five hours, I think, maybe longer of you just like helping ghosts and dealing with ghosts. And you're like, oh, I should not be doing this. And then you get there and they're like, oh no, we need to hurry. Like, what do you mean? We? Yeah. Oh man, it's. Oh, <laughs> it should have been hurry. Yeah. I, like I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I think I mentioned this to you. I lost faith early. Right after the bombing run, or maybe during the like the end of the bombing run, when they flash Sephiroth on the screen. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like you need to build up Sephiroth, I know, but everybody knows who Sephiroth is. Why like throw him into the fray at the beginning of the game? Ease yourself into you have all this narrative and all this filler that you're trying to do, and then you're like injecting Sephiroth's story. Get ready for the thing, like all Sephiroth's right there in the beginning. So, like, you have no compelling reason to go forward. You have no unraveling mystery. You have, like, no narrative dissonance. And it's just like, oh, here's some exposition, 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 stop. Exposition, stop. And then, like, every step of the way, it's just putting a freaking roadblock in front of you. All you want to do is move forward. Yep. It's. And you can't. Yeah. And. Spoiler alert, the fact that Sephiroth is your final boss in the game is... To me, it reminded me of Final Fantasy X and thirteen of just, like, a big boss. Here's a big boss. Oh, it's going to get bigger. Oh, here's another one. You're like, why? Why is this happening? I was cursing the whole time I was playing the end of that game. I was like, I don't want to be doing this. I just want the game. I don't... Another boss! I kept yelling another boss like every five minutes. I was like, not another boss. Come on. Okay, I don't mind calling it a remake because, yeah, it's a freaking remake. And then all the superfluous nonsense that they throw into the story, it's just, it could have been 20 hours. It should have been 20 hours. What's wrong with it? Not everybody needs to have a 60-hour, 50-hour, 80-hour, 100-hour game. Gamers don't have that kind of time. And even the, the stupid crap that they wanted to, to put in, they could have had that as DLC. Like, oh, here's stuff we could have put in, but it was dumb. 
But here you go. Yeah, here's, an optional, here's an optional boss fight with a dude that uses a motorcycle as a weapon. Yeah. It just, and that takes away from what was cool about Final Fantasy VII. Grounded, stuff. A grounded story yeah. set in a like, futuristic dystopian future, kind of, until you get out of Midgard. It's really low-key until the world opens up. Yeah. What this game does, it's like, hey, here's some crazy stuff. People full of belts and zippers and chains with spiky hair, like cutting back flips and doing ninja moves all over the place constantly until you're in a corridor. Yeah. From what I understood by the end of that game, they were like, the world isn't opening up. And what you're getting is more of this, because this isn't the Final Fantasy that you were expecting. This is something different. That's how they ended the game. And I was like, I'm not on board for any of this. And I understand that you're not going to make an open world game, because y'all don't know how to do that correctly. Final Fantasy 15 kind of showed that. um, They know how to make a map but they don't know how to populate that map with interesting things to do. Yeah, it would it would be okay even if it was like the old Final Fantasy VII where it was just the overworld, you see them running and they get in a boss battle. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be these three, or yeah, an I, enemy battle, I mean, but you don't have to be in this 3D environment. People still want RPGs. Like, that's yeah. what I don't understand. People still will buy turn-based RPGs, not everything needs to be a freaking character action game. Yeah. Not everything needs to be... Nier Automata did what it did. That game is cool. It's a it's character-driven action game. Bayonetta, th- those games have something that make them different. There is still a market for RPGs, and RPGs is what Square Enix, Squaresoft Enix, is what they made their name on. And in this franchise in particular, we haven't had an RPG in any sense of the word, a turn-based regular Final Fantasy RPG in 20 years. Final Fantasy X was the last turn-based Final Fantasy game. Yeah. And that was 20 years ago. People will still buy a turn-based action game, a turn-based RPG because Dragon Quest XI sold millions. They still know how to make them, but putting the Final Fantasy name on this action game, because that's what it is, an action game, is has ruined their reputation with me, who has been playing Final Fantasy games since 1990. They lost one of their last biggest fans. Yeah. Because yeah. this is not aimed at me. This is not aimed at the guy that's been playing Final Fantasy for 30 years. This is aimed at Kingdom Hearts fans. And I don't know what a Kingdom Hearts fan is anymore. Yeah. Because everybody that I talked to that played Kingdom Hearts 3 was like, that game's kind of bad. Kingdom Hearts 3 to Final Fantasy 7 Remake were like so... Uh, from, uh, from what I understood, Kingdom Hearts 3 was bad. Like it, it was kind of the same even where it was started out great yeah. and then it slowly turned into crap. <laughs> you know, My like, wife loves the Kingdom Hearts franchise. She's played every game in the franchise. She stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 3 because she said this game isn't good. So, a Kingdom Hearts super fan. Wow. So what... Her experience that she just had with Kingdom Hearts 3 last year yeah. is the same experience that I just had with Final Fantasy this year. And that's a, that's a company. that That is their design philosophy going forward, apparently, is making character-driven action games. With terrible stories. With <laughs> like, horrible writing. I know it's not just you and me, but it's like, we can say their next one should be better, but everyone's buying it. We have to stop buying it. Right, I think we we had this conversation before. Like Final Fantasy thirteen 
was the best-selling Final Fantasy game at the time. Like, it was the, the best-selling Final Fantasy game in the franchise. So Square Enix took that, instead of seeing the poor reviews and the poor reception and the poor rate of return players, they said, oh, well, a whole bunch of people bought it, so let's make three, like, beat that one too. Yeah. Let's make three sequels Yeah. to a game that was bad and only marginally improve on what made that game good, which is the combat, for one of those sequels. <laughs> what in the flip, man? Yeah, yeah. I... That's 10 years ago. Then they're still making the same mistakes. Yeah, I don't... I mean, they keep selling. You know, we keep thinking that it's going to get better. <laughs> because the or... hype train, the hype train, whoop, whoop. And every, they put out the demo, and everybody's like, oh, man, this game is interesting. This game is different. This game is cool. And then outside of the demo, whenever everything starts to open back up, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is why this is what's wrong. This is the problem. Yeah, I don't know. The, the yeah, demo know. for fifteen had the same problem. Like the yeah. demo for fifteen was great when yeah. you're hunting the behemoth, and yeah. that's that's like 12, 13 hours into the game. So like you get to experience something that's cool. It seems like something that naturally occurs in the map, but it's not naturally occurring. That's a story mission, and you don't even know it. Yeah, it didn't feel like a story mission. Like literally, their their company is going to have to go defunct, and they're going to have to be desperate, and then put out a really really good game or something, because they have no reason to put out a good game at all. They, I mean, they're making money. They have no they reason are, to do it. <laughs> they are EA. Yes, they are the EA of Japan right now, because they've gobbled up so many development houses. They're publishing so much stuff. Yeah. That they are still making money. And then when something underperforms, like Tomb Raider, which still sold millions of copies, yeah, they want to dump it. They want to stop making them because it underperformed. But it didn't underperform. It sold millions. Yeah. You just put so much money into it, like EA would, and because it didn't make the 200% profit that you expected it to, you blame the property and not the marketing. Scale back a little bit of your operations and focus on good games. Yeah, Start putting out poopy like EA. EA never learns their lesson. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they're still making. I mean, they have their cash cow Call of Duty that's still making money. You know, that's Activision. Oh, that's Activision. Oh, they have their sports games yeah. at EA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. FIFA and NBA, uh, not NBA, uh, Madden and stuff. Madden. But yeah, to me, this year has been disappointing with games. I played Final Fantasy Seven. I played Witcher 3, which was okay, but I, I was like, the whole time I was playing, I was like, I prefer Skyrim to this. Like, which is crazy to say, but I, I was like, yeah. eh, it's okay. I get why people like it, but I felt like there were some things about it that were kind of... It's an old game, too. So maybe yeah. I shouldn't be so... It's really system-heavy, too. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. The systems in there are kind of like... Uh, you know, like, to me, it's maybe the complaints you had with Red Dead Redemption 2. I was like, man, I don't want to jump through these hoops to do A, B, and C. Like, I just want to... Yeah. You know, I have to pay attention to which sword I have, which is okay, but... I don't know. I kind of fell off of it. And I was really looking forward to playing it because a lot of people I know love Witcher 3 didn't like it. And my. Not me. <laughs> yeah. You liked Witcher 3? No, I hated it. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I did. I, but, like, speaking of going back to old properties, I, I went back and I beat Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. a game that I gave nothing but bad 
bad, bad vibes because it gave me nothing but bad vibes. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, maybe I was just playing it wrong. I'll give it a second chance because the trailer for that the PS5 showcase, yeah, the Horizon Zero Dawn trailer looks fantastic. So yeah. I installed it, jumped back in. I was going to start it all over, but I was like, nah, screw it. I'm like halfway through the game. Retaught myself how to play it, got back out into the wild, started leveling up, just doing story missions, and then skipped every freaking frame of dialogue, and yeah. I had a blast. Awesome. Yeah. I like the whole <laughs> second half of that game. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't watch a single cutscene. I just did what they told me to do, and then pushed on to the end, and I had an absolute blast. That's great. I loved it. Yeah, I love that game. My wife had a different reaction where she tried to play it a second time recently because she also saw that uh, the sequel was coming out, and she liked that trailer, and she mm-hmm. just couldn't do it again. She's like, "I don't like the main character." I, I, she thinks the conceit of the whole game is stupid. She's like, I can't believe there's these robots and everyone's living like cavemen. It's like, I can't wrap my brain around it. She's like, I can't I, I, do it. Yeah, like, like conceptually, I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. But it was, it's kind of cool to play a Breath of the Wild game with Assassin's Creed controls. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and agree. Taking on the bigger creatures is always fun and like uncovering the map with the tall necks and stuff, like that was pretty cool. That run up to the end of the game with the like just waves after wave oh. just like attacking like, and you're using like Gatling guns and dope, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. I kinda got frustrated with that part because I kept messing up and getting overtaken, but uh, eventually I figured it out. But I think I was rushing at the end. I wasn't taking my time. I was like, time to get to the end, you know. I, I was yeah. also over-leveled, too. Oh, yeah. Because I, I spent the whole first half of the game doing nothing but side quests. Oh, okay. And whenever I finally was like, oh, I'm going to just do story missions, I'm like 10, 12 levels over what the story <laughs> mission requirements were. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm one-shotting freaking some of the creatures and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I can see why. Yeah. But I don't have the DLC. I'm not going to play the DLC or anything. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it was a cakewalk to get to the end of the game. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going backwards, but I'm surprised we didn't see the God of War sequel during the PlayStation event. I let was, him make it, man. I, Just I was, let him make I it. I know. I was kind of upset, though, because I was like, that's the one game I'm looking forward to, like out of all of them. Like that's the one. It was I'm the gonna... first. I think it was the first game that we talked about. Like, oh my god, this needs to be a like PS5 launch game. Yes, and they're probably but, making but it. I, I hadn't played Spider Man yet, so. Oh, that's true. Have you played Spider Man? Oh yeah, I beat it. I almost played it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you and David talked. I think on the stream about it briefly about Spider Man yeah. when we were streaming, but. Yeah, that's a fun game. That's yeah. Even if Miles Morales is just like, I, I know they're gonna have. It's not gonna be a full game, or I'm not sure, but um, or it's gonna be like a 20 hour game. I don't care. I'm gonna buy it and play yeah. it. You know. I think like the the one game that like is not the AAA title or whatever. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like a chick with a staff and little cute creatures. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember but the that name. That game of it. looks like that. That game looks like System Cell because. For me, it looks like Ubisoft has abandoned Beyond Good Evil 2. Yeah, Seth, yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, where and, is and that, that game? that game looks like kind of a Beyond Good and Evil type game. Oh, okay. Like, when you think of the, st- like the staff and yeah. weird creatures and stuff. So, like, that game 
that's another one that's got me hyped because it looks like a budget title and god knows i love budget titles yeah that my wife freaked out about that game so that looked fun there is a couple others actually uh, almost all their indie titles look at least interesting like something i want to try out all right you ready to talk about it i don't know if you want to (laughs) Do we want to not talk about it? <laughs> we don't. We don't have to. <laughs> Do we need I, to I know. I, like I, I know. I have the minority opinion, so like I, we don't have to. Mm, I'm debating it. I think we I'm, should. I'm, I've been you, wanting to talk you to you about change, it. You can't change my mind, and I. It's not about. It's not about anymore. changing your mind. I just need you. I just need to hear it out. I guess. I don't know. I. I just. All right, let's let's talk about it. I want you to tell me how you felt about Last of Us too. I like the day it came out. I saw like all the hate, like I saw the review bombing and stuff, and I'm like, man, like they didn't even beat it yet. Like just play it. I do not. I I would. I'm gonna get closer to the microphone. I do not like that first act. I don't like what happens. I think it's a cop-out in terms of writing because it's it's used as a trigger to instigate the last two acts of the game. I, like you, also wanted her to die. Okay. However, however, playing at, what is Abby? Playing as Abby in that second half of the game, which is not even the second half. It's like the, like the last third or so. 20 hours of the game. No, but like... <laughs> no, but like the, the Abbey section is about a, like a third of the game, not not half, is it? It's a lot of the game. It's it's almost a third of the game, I thought. It felt like Abby was leveling up and collecting stuff a lot faster than Ellie did. So maybe it was just that. Yeah. Like, to make her as powerful as Ellie was by the time you ended that. I, like you, was, like, physically angry and, and hurt that I had to play as this person that I saw as a monster. And I... Also say that it's yet yeah, it's kind of lazy and poor writing to make that. Here we go. <laughs> I'm about to make you mad. When Abby goes back to the trailer to get Lev and the sister, I was compelled. I was interested. I wanted to see how far she was willing to go to keep them safe. And then as that story played out, getting to the end, going to the island to save Lev, experiencing all that trauma to get to the end only to have her be kidnapped and forced into the the camp with the the bandits or whatever yeah i think it was smart to cut it off there we don't get to see her suffering in the prison like her shedding all of her freaking muscle and all of her weight and becoming emaciated with love and everything the ending fight i wanted abby to die just like everybody else. Hey, she deserves side what she did with Joel. But I also understand why they didn't, because Ellie sees Abby as Lev's Joel. So not seeing Abby suffer the way that she did, losing the weight, losing the muscle, losing her battle, nearly dying, and Ellie saving her life, basically, because Abby spared her twice. Like, it sucks. You also have that narrative of Ellie losing everything that she got because of her desire for revenge. Abby didn't spare her the first time. She was forced. She could have killed her. She they forced her. her not to. They yeah, told she her was not, to. not to. So no, I, I agree. I, oh man. 
It it is okay. it is the worst writing, worst storytelling I've ever seen in my is life. Is it the worst though? Is yes, it just it's the worst. Is, it, is it really bad or is it just really lazy? It's it, both. <laughs> it's okay. it's bad because how dare you take characters that I like and do this to them? Why are you doing this? To, that's all I felt the whole time. And then there's nothing you can do with Abby that'll make me like her ever. Like I hate no, to I say that, I, and I agree. I don't like her. So then, why I like why are you... I like that choice that she makes? Okay, does that make sense? I, I I can see where to me that feels like a manipulation. It doesn't feel like natural storytelling. It feels like oh well, guess who's the good guy and bad guy in this one? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, but it's not. You're taking characters that I care about and you're doing the stupid formula that I hate. To me, the, yeah, it's the, a role reversal. And the only thing I can compare it to, which we I think we also disagree on, is The Last Jedi, where I hated that film. And I'm like, why are you doing this to Luke Skywalker? Why are you doing this to Rey, even to a certain degree? Because she needs more development to be a more compelling character. Then why are they doing this to Ellie? Like, I get, like, the whole time that this game was coming out, spoilers, I knew Joel was going to die. I knew that was, I, I knew, I knew it. It had to happen. It's just the way oh, they you're talking did. about the sport, like the the leaks. No, no, I didn't know the leaks. Just uh, the okay, leak. yeah, I, I didn't know anything. that he was going to die too. Yes, I assumed I he was going to die. Any leaks or watch trailers? But I was like, the fact that you play as the villain is. I could also compare it to the Halo game where they had that other guy you played as that was the villain. The, the Arbiter, yeah. Yeah, well, not the Arbiter. That other guy that they in the, like Halo Five. You played as oh, like, play yeah, yeah, yeah. You like played as. I actually didn't mind playing as Arbiter because he had a cool thing, and you worked together in the end. Which I actually would have liked this game more if Abby and Ellie would have come to some sort of understanding in a better way. Then, where I was like, oh, this is gonna be someone that, which to me would have been better, but probably more dumb. Where I was like, oh, Ellie's gonna end up with Abby. Oh, that and and they're gonna like be stuck in a situation where they have to fight the thing together, yeah. and then they realize they're both were out for vengeance, and they connect in that way. But instead, to me, the dumbest choice was to make Ellie the villain, which is what they did in this game. That yeah, and I was, that's what I was gonna get it as as like the role reversal. It's like Ellie is driven by vengeance, the same way that Abby was driven by vengeance to kill Joel. Like, that whole first half is, like, Ellie becoming the monster that Abby was. And then the second half of the game, it's Abby softening. Ellie lost everything that she worked for because of her choices. Abby lost everything that she had. The uh, They're not the Fireflies, but the whoever they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lost all that because she made a humane choice. Like, she chose to to save the life of a child. It's that, that role reversal, which felt forced. Like It doesn't make I sense would, to either one of the characters, both of Abby it, or it, Ellie. I'm like, Ellie wouldn't, because there are certain times where Ellie feels bad or she's like, uh, I'm like, Ellie, I don't know if she would have done this, but also I don't think what Joel did warranted what they did to him. The first and the catalyst to this was like, and a lot of people are like, to me, it makes sense what happened to Joel. I'm like, no, like you're, you're to me, you're retconning the story to force Joel into, because I think the guy who made this film or made this game 
Neil Druckmann is actually a crazy person. I actually yeah, he, think he he's some, insane. He, he says some problematic stuff. Yeah, he's he says stuff where I'm like, uh, like I don't want to repeat it, but it's like, what are you talking yeah, no, no, about? No, no, no. And why are you doing missing the game? And why is this the you know like why like there's just so many problems story wise through the whole game. I'm yeah, sorry. I Go agree. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. We can we can disagree on story all day, but I swear to you, dude, you missed out on some of the best set piece action in I, the last ten years. I I saw it. I watched. I watched. All right. I played up to a point where Joel died. And then I watched okay. PewDiePie play the rest of the game. <laughs> no. I, I swear, just power through, skip the cutscenes, and experience the second half of the game. I watched him play a lot of it. I watched all of the set pieces. I was like, that's cool. That The moments where you go back in time with Ellie and Joel are cool. But everything, Amazing. everything to me sucks because you have it over your head that none of this matters because Joel's dead now. Like okay, that, that to it, me it, like destroys the rest of the game after that. Then and it takes away enjoyment of like what you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I do. I do. But I, it doesn't make the game play bad. Yes, it's it's a fun game. I was enjoying the gameplay. But yeah, I almost wept like a baby. That last scene with Joel and Ellie on the porch, when Ellie is beating the trash out of Abby in the in the water, like right before she delivers the final blow, there's a flash, bam, right in her, her viewpoint. And it's Joel sitting on the porch with the guitar. And then she stops. So in your head, you're like, oh, like her. she realizes something. But then as the player, like that's from the past, that's from the night of Ellie and what's her name's kiss. Yes. Joel yeah, stepped yeah, yeah. in. Okay. So we don't get to see how that scene played out until the very end of the game. And then holding on to that scene to like to show that Ellie said, I'll never be able to forgive you, but I'm willing to try. And then literally the next day he's killed. So that's the driving force of Ellie's revenge. But it's also the thing that made her see that Abby is important to Lev. Okay. So I, I was crying, dude. Me and like, my it wife. Hit me. As a dad, it hit me so hard. Yeah. But for me and my wife, that made us more angry because this already happened. She already had this. To me, she never would have left the farm. To me, Abby yeah, leaving the farm. I, I think Tommy... Like Tommy goading her into it doesn't seem yes. natural to me. If uh, there should have been another catalyst for her to leave the farm, because yeah, that that's because she not, had everything she wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think that, that I, was she, also a really dumb choice to do that. Also, I would it, the ending shouldn't have been an ending fight. Um, no. It should have been her opening a prison cell and seeing them both laying there. And then remembering her and Joel, and then just yeah, and walk away. Or just even I would away. even be okay if she walked into the boat and said, "Here you go." And then I would have been okay I with honestly, that. Yeah, the thing I wanted to happen, like because she lost everything, dude. Yeah, like, she knows that like going back to Jackson, she's not going to have anything. So cut Abby and Lev down and just move on. But it's like why? Because that fight is the reason that she loses. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Which I also hated. I was like, why are you doing hated this to that her? Too. Yeah. I why? I mean, I get, it, I get it. Why? I get the big brain of or the yeah. oh, this is so philosophical. And, oh man, it's, it's just taking every now. Everything she has is gone because she can't play the music. It's like, yeah. but it, to me, it wasn't earned. And it's just like, how am I supposed to feel bad for the bad guy? I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to be like, but you got vengeance. And now you're telling me that Ellie can't, you know what I mean? It wasn't like the bad guy had vengeance and I guess her life fell apart, but not really. She lost her connection to the soldiers. She lost her man friend. She lost all of her friends. Yeah. Um, She lost. And then like, I think the final blow or whatever is for like, to show Abby suffering is to show that she lost herself. Yeah. Her hair, her break gets cut. She's emaciated. She's dirty. She's disgusting. Like, I think that's like this, like a poorly signposted symbol of Abby's suffering. Uh, yeah. And then the signposted signal, like Ellie's suffering is her loss of, again, all of her friends on the journey, her fingers, her connection to Joel, her, the baby. Yeah. Like they both lost. And like you said, yeah, Abby got her vengeance. Ellie didn't. Did she? She's the the catalyst for all of Abby's suffering. I, I guess. But I don't know. To me, it, it, I get it. You know, I don't know. It's not to me. It's not the game to do this type of message. And like to me, it's like <laughs> my wife said it seemed like Neil Druckmann hated the first game and was punishing her for liking the first game. For liking Joel and for liking Ellie. And you're constantly my, being punished for that. I'm not saying that's true, yeah. but that's how my wife felt while playing that game. She's like, why am I being punished right now? Why Why are you doing this to me? Why am I playing yeah. with someone I don't care about and I want dead? And I'm never going to feel sorry for her because... And then you're going to flash back to Joel and Ellie, but it's corrupted by the fact that he's not here anymore and that I'm in this yeah. other game. Like, she... I would have been better if the flashbacks would have been the whole game and then it ended. I'm like, all right, that's a great game. Yeah. But then it takes away from the dumb message that he was dumbly trying to dumbly do that I hated so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Ellie, Ellie felt like in the first game, like the connection to the player. Yeah. Like Joel is the Joel is the video game character where it's like OP and you know does all these horrible things. Ellie is the weak one. Ellie is the normal person. And then come part two, it's like, let's make this girl suffer just for shock value, kind of. So I see that point, too. But even then, like, even in the first game, when you get to play as Ellie, you're like, this is great. Like, I would play a little ninja. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You're like, I I would play this whole game as Ellie like this. Like, And that's what made me think that the, the next one would be, I knew the next one would be more of a revenge thing. It's just the way they did it. Oh, man. And it's just like, and they retcon, like, because playing the old game, the the Fireflies were a terrorist organization. They stole Ellie without telling him. They were going to kill Ellie without asking her. They never once say, oh, yeah, by the way, this really cool, nice organization, we're just going to kill you without your permission. And to me, that doesn't make sense why Ellie was as mad with Joel, because she would have been like, you saved my life and thank you. It was never that. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, they stole you and were going to kill you. And they retconned that anyone even know who Joel was. Only one person knew who Joel was, and he killed her at the end of the game. She yeah. just gave this girl. They said, who is this? And they said she has the cure. 
And they also retconned that Joel killed those doctors because that was a choice, yeah. the, which I also hated. Which was like, yeah. oh, like... I like I made the choice to not kill them, and now you're forcing my perspective to be that I did. Like that, yeah. that sucks. Like, come do you, on. Do you think that you would feel different if if Lev was immune? Do you think an immune Lev makes it a better story? That's an interesting question. No. <laughs> I okay. Here's the other thing too that they're at con. Ellie wasn't the only immune person in the world. There were other ones. Yeah. And they were just, and she wasn't the cure-all. They were just testing it on another person. It would have made more sense if she was immune, I think. I don't know. You kind of got me on that, but I don't know. I'm hoping that's if they make a third, that that is the direction, that we somehow find out that Lev is immune. Oh, I'm not. I'm never playing this. To me, it's on par with Final Fantasy. I'm done. If Neil Druckmann's involved, I'm not doing it, because I don't trust him as a storyteller. I don't trust him... I, I, I don't like him as a person even. He like usually, you know, like if I were to meet people I didn't like, I'd be courteous. Even George Lucas, I'd be like, Hey man, I get it. You're an ideas guy, you're not a director, so yeah, I get it. Not a good director. Yeah, yeah, but like I get it. You've done stuff that I've loved. Thank you. Neil Druckmann, I would call him an asshole to his face. <laughs> if I yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, that's how I feel. I'm so mad I'm still mad about it. And I almost did another ranting hour-long video where I complained about Last of Us too, But I was like, I just, to me, there's so much to go through. It would just be me just ranting for an hour and, and no coherent like I am currently. Not, not being able to nail everything down. But I don't know. But even, like, even what you said, her being immune probably would have made it better. It would have been more interesting. I'll say that. I'd be like, oh, but the fact that there's no other person who is like Ellie in the whole game is to me is confusing. But I guess that wasn't the point or something, but yeah, I don't know. But hey, the environments are really nice. I really, really like the environmental storytelling. The set piece okay. action. Second half set piece action. Ooh, yeah. That hospital basement fight is awesome. So yeah, I didn't like it. You loved it. <laughs> it's going to no Druckmann will regrettably keep working, which is sucks. I, I can I can like a, I can like a story that I have issues with, especially if it's wrapped up in a great gameplay, which is the complete opposite of Seven. Yeah, great gameplay in Seven, horrible storytelling elements and stop and go gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I need to get that out. But yeah, it was good talking to you. It's been a long time since we talked yeah. and hung out, and we had to. Error, dirty laundry. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so busy you, lately. It's only going to get worse because we got some projects coming up. Oh, no. Yeah, man, you might as well get a whole hazmat suit and bake in the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not so bad, but, like, then our job coming up is, uh, it's only going to take, like, three months. Oh, okay. And then next year we got a bridge that's going to take, like, two and a half years. The bridge? The bridge. Oh, not the bridge that's falling into the <laughs> to the river. No. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> better luck. And love you tomorrow. Next year. I gotta go cook, man. Yeah. Better, better luck next time.